This is the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. We help you grow your faith as you grow your business. And now, your host, Jesse Cole. Welcome to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. I am your host, Coach Jesse Cole. Thank you for joining us today. I'm excited for you, your family, and your business. I'm excited about what God is doing to you, through you, for you, and in you. Today, we have a special guest on the podcast. Her name is Laura Rivera. She is the founder and CEO of EM2M Fitness. That means Empowered to Motivate Fitness. She is an ISSA certified personal trainer and fitness nutrition specialist. We're going to be talking about working out your spiritual kinks. See what I did there? She's going to share her story of divorce and being a single mother and how that propelled her into launching her business EM2M. And not only that, how that empowered her to walk in her purpose. Laura Rivera here on the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. Laura, welcome to the show. Hi, Jesse. Thank you. I'm so it's my pleasure to be here. Yeah. So grateful for the opportunity. Yeah, my pleasure to have you on. Um, so in the intro, we talked about what you do, but I want them to hear from you. Talk about you know, your, your business and how you are helping people live a life of, of wellness. Okay. Well, my name is Laurel Rivera, and I'm a personal trainer. I've been doing, doing personal training professionally for just under eight years. I've actually been in, introduced, I was introduced into fitness um, as a young a young person, my, both my parents were both athletic. Um, I didn't play a lot of sports in high school or throughout my school, school age years. However, um, I always like to keep act, active, whether that's cleaning the house, et cetera. So several years ago, just about, just under 20 years ago, I got divorced and um, I had a weight set in my garage. And one day with my son, and a few other people, I went outside and played in, uh, worked out in the garage. That was when I was introduced. So that's been about, I'll say about 17 years ago, was introduced to weight. And for slowly but surely, I would start going out there one hour a day, working out, usually at the end of the day, before I went to bed. And little did I know that that would change my life and bring me fast forward to where I am now. I kind of slowly but surely found my passion. Along the way, as I progressed, I had to get a membership at a local YMCA. Then I moved on to a small fitness um, institution and started working out. And different people would ask me, hey, are you a trainer? Um, are you competing? And I would always say, no, you know, it's just in here like everyone else working out. So long story short, what I didn't know, I was actually finding my passion through um, some challenges I had at that time. I was really, when I first started lifting weights, I was a, sing, a newly single mother of three children that were very active, and I just needed a way to breathe without any interruption and just focus on me. And I always tell people that I believe that working out actually saved my life because I was very depressed. Even though I smiled on the outside, I was really dying on the inside slowly but surely. And back then, my faith in God and just my overall faith and believing that things work to your good, I didn't understand the way that I understand today. Um, so slowly but surely, just continue to work out. And then one day, the right person at the right time said, 
hey, you should really think about being a fitness trainer. And I really respected this person that was in the, in, in the, in the industry. So I researched, got my certification stuff, started it, sat on it, didn't do anything. And then one day I said, you know what? I'm going to give myself 90 days. This was just about eight years ago. When I passed the exam, when I hit the send button to the examiner for them to grade it, and they came back and told me that I passed, I was actually shocked because at that time, I really needed something that belonged to Laura for Laura, and I needed to feel good about myself. And so I just remember walking into a gym that I frequent, and the gentleman said, we would hire you on the spot. They knew who I was. They saw me work out. They knew my personality, and it just expanded from there. I, um, <clears throat> I, I got a lot of negative information. It's going to take you six months to get a client. It's really hard. You only can do it at night because I had a full-time job. I was still raising my kids. They were getting to that transition from high school to college. I had my first two clients in the first month. They did not resign with me, but I went to the gym every single night after work, every single Saturday every single Sunday, and I just made my presence known. I would speak to people, say, hi, how you doing? And little did I know, I was dropping breadcrumbs. And so fast forward from that eight years ago, let's just say about five years ago, one day I said, you know what? I think I found my passion. I think I found what I'm good at. I know that I'm good at taking care of people because I have this motherly instinct with everyone. But this gives me a way where I can do what I love to do, which is work out, and help people. And when I realized that and used to have my talks with guys, like literally sit in my car when I was going to Ann Arbor, going to the office, I never said anything negative about the job. I never said I wanted to be a trainer full time and just, you know, walk out on faith. I never said that. I just said, I'm going to do both and make it work. Little did I know that it would actually and turning 50 actually would actually change my life. You know, a couple of years ago, I just decided that I'm going to be 50 in two years and I just want to be happy. What happy means to me, not yeah. anyone else but me. Yeah. Well, that <clears throat> last year, well, this is 2020. So, yes, last year, April, sitting in my car, still working my other job, I, I had an awe moment and I said, you know what, God, I know the reason why. I packed all my stuff up, put my things in storage, and moved in with my daughter to save money. It wasn't for to buy some big fancy house. It was so that I could step out on faith. And I, I was literally talking out loud with a little tear saying, you know what, God, for once in my life, I actually believe in me, and I think that I'm good at it. And, I, and if you give me clients, I'll work seven days a week. I won't complain and I'll do it for the right reasons. I won't worry about if I'm going to have a paycheck. I won't worry about how it's going to happen. And little do I know, right before I turned 50 in January of this year, it just all just, everything just started coming into play. You took us through a, an eight-year journey in the last two minutes. That's it. And you said a lot of stuff, but I'm pretty sure, and I want to kind of dig into that. There, okay. were, there were moments of faith, but there were also moments of doubt. And there are moments of, is this going to work? And there are moments of, yes, this can work. So confirmation, but also some self-condemnation too. So you said how you started was you were newly divorced, three kids, active kids. They weren't sitting around, they're playing sports and all, all this other kind of stuff. 
and you went out to your garage and you picked up a weight and you mm -hmm. did it because you needed an escape, but you also needed to feel good about yourself. So talk right. about the moment that you left your house to go to the garage. Like what happened in the transit? What made you pick up that weight? You didn't pick up a bike. You didn't go for a run. You picked up a weight. So why weights? I just followed along with my son and there was a gentleman that I was dating at the time and he really knew a lot about working out. And I always used to say, oh, you should be a trainer. I was actually, you know, encouraging him, not realizing that I, that's what I'm good at. I'm always good at encouraging other people to what they can, the level that they can, like pushing them to get to the next level, but not myself. And, you know, he showed me some things and I got really good where I could create my own workouts. And I think what happened is I actually ended up getting a membership at the YMCA in Auburn Hills. It was newly built. Well, it was probably been, had been there for a couple of years. And I remember going inside that gym, a couple guys that were bodybuilding. And I remember this one gentleman saying, man, I'm a bodybuilder and I've been doing this for a long time, but I think you squat better than anyone I've ever seen. And that was one of my favorite exercises. I never got into fitness at the level that I'm at now because I wanted to look a certain way. I truly got into it because the, the connection of feeling strong and feeling safe. And for one hour in a day, one hour, an hour and a half, every evening, just about every evening, I felt free. I could go into the garage, even when dead of winter, turn the furnace on, let the garage warm up, turn it off, and I could just go and be one. I could talk to God. I could just not worry for one hour. And I wrote a post about that a few years ago with a collage of me with different pictures, and I simply said, working out has never been about looking a certain way, losing weight. Or, you know, it was always about the power that it gave me and how it helped me. I, I said that was my one hour a day that I could be free and connect with God. I could talk to God about anything. And I, but I didn't know it. I didn't even realize that's what I was doing until when I look back now, that's what I would do. Just like when I look back and when I'd have long drives um, to Ann Arbor back and forth, I would turn my radio off and I would talk to God. I just did it not too long ago on a client on my way to a client's house at Royal Oak, you know, tears flowing and just, you know, this COVID is happening. You always got, got me through. I never used to understand what it meant to, um, when people say, let go and let God, or if you're going to pray about it, don't worry about it. And in the last, I'd say, three years, and I just told a girlfriend this a couple of days ago, I really understand what it means to live in faith. Because even right now, and even back then, not knowing it, I did have faith, but I didn't know that I had faith. And I, I, even though I had faith, I still spent a lot of time worrying, which obviously I'm where I'm supposed to be right now. This is where, he, where I'm supposed to be, where I believe God has me. Has me at this moment. But there is a part of me where they say faith without works is dead. Had I had a had more faith and less tears, so to speak, and that's just this is how I feel about it. I feel like I would be a little bit further ahead. But I'm kind of contradicting my own self by saying I'm where I'm supposed to be too. So but I do believe that when you have the faith and you just release, even if it's a little every day, you get closer. And for me, 
release, I was releasing when I was picking up the weights, not knowing that that's what I was doing. I was, that was my way of turning it over to God. Sometimes we go to church and we sit, sometimes we get on our knees in our bedroom, sometimes we go to sit by the water or the lake or sit under the tree. For me, it was the weight, but I didn't know it like I know it today. Does yeah. that kind of? Yeah. So, so the weights were kind of like your worship. For, yeah. Like, yeah. like, I like to go for prayer walks or, you know, go for a drive or, you know, whatever. So for me, right. my way of connecting, that's like a, a form of worship to me. For you, working out is, that's your worship. For somebody who draws, that's their worship. And everybody's worship doesn't look the same. I'm not worshiping you. I'm worshiping God. He receives that. Right, so like that. right, right. You felt as if for a long time you were taking care of everybody else, but very suddenly did you take care of yourself. You didn't worry about yourself, right? Um, because the people that we attract are, are kind of like us anyway. So I'm sure that your clientele, the women that you help, some of the men that you help are going through the same thing. Maybe they're mothers or maybe they are mm -hmm. professional women who have been, you know, working in, in the marketplace for a long time and they've never really given any credence or any thought to making sure that they're, they're okay. Mm -hmm. How do you mentally and spiritually get them to a point to where they feel as if it's okay for me to think about myself and my health. It's funny that you say that because I, I have clients from all ages, even teenagers. I'm athletes and I've had conversation with athletes and, and tell them, I have nothing to gain when I train you, but to see your greatness. This isn't this moment that you're with me is not about me. It's not about me being a fancy smancy trainer. It's about me getting you to where you want to be. So in that process, you're going to help me under, I'm going to learn about you and I'm going to give you my honest opinion. So tell, you know, so I actually talk to people when you go to the hairdresser, or when we go to the hairdresser, the barber, you build those relationships. A lot of times you end up becoming very um, connected and you feel free enough because that's such a um, personal thing that you're having done is that to take care of yourself, that you feel, you begin to feel comfortable with talking with people. And what I found is through fitness, whether they're 16 years old or 75 years old, or even 90 years old, because I've had some clients almost 90 that if they feel I'm helping people feel relaxed and confident. And a lot of it, I think is confidence because what I've been told by a lot of my women clients man, I never thought I could pick up a 25 pound dumbbell. I never thought I could do that. Or I've been doing it wrong the whole time. And, you know, man, you just make me feel like I can do anything. And I do become an ear. Um, and I've, I don't really even have to say whatever you say to me stays with me because I think people just trust because of who I am. They feel, there's that feeling that you have without, without it being said. And I have, a, I have people that have chronic illnesses, taking care of their elderly parents, uh, stressful jobs, just like you mentioned, lawyers, doctors, that deal with some of the most craziest stuff that I've heard of. And that one hour, just like what it meant for me, you know, years, almost 20 years ago, is exactly what it still means today. For all, uh, most people that work out, unless they set a goal that I wanna compete or I need to shred. Most of the people that I deal with, they come to me because they need to work out to keep their sanity. And, or they need to work out so that they feel physically better because of a chronic issue or whatever the case may be, or because of their job. So it's the same thing, but maybe a slightly different reason. 
I need to feel good about myself. I need to know that I'm doing something for myself. And so I come into play because people get stagnant or they hit a plateau. Even if they're not trying to lose weight, they hit a plateau that when they work out, they no longer feel energetic when it's over. They no longer feel good about themselves. So they come to me or other trainers um, so that they can do something new and learn something new so they don't lose that, that reason or that good feeling of why they work out. So with the clients that I have, it's the same thing just like me, that one hour a day, because most clients train half an hour to an hour. It just depends on the client. It's just that moment in time or in their day that they take to do something for themselves. Yeah. Because we go get our hair done. We get our nails done. We buy ourselves fancy, fancy clothes. And you can look so beautiful on the outside, but if you mentally and spiritually and physically don't feel well, and if you're not connecting, if all three of those are not connecting, no matter how amount of clothes you put on, hair done, makeup, you just don't feel you're just a walking billboard of a fake smile. You know, one of the good things about being a coach is that we can often feel the infirmities of the people that, we're, that we've coached. Either we've been through it or we, we have empathy or sympathy for right. them. And so can you talk about some of the, the, the stuff that was going on inside your head as you were getting to this point? Some of the limiting beliefs that were inside your head that were preventing you from getting to this point at one time. Okay. So I worked at, um, I'm not going to say the institute, the gym, but I worked at a facility. That's where I started. It's, it's where most of my clients followed me from. And I never could see myself doing fitness at a full, at full time, only income, no other source of income. And I always said, I don't ever want to worry about having to pay my bills. So I'm always going to work a job. I'm, I'm never going to leave my job. Never. Then I went to a different gym right down the street. And what I learned, what I, what was good there is that I had people that were my age or slight, most of them slightly older that had been doing this for so many years. And I had been telling myself, there's no way I could make enough money. Or maybe I just didn't think they believed that I was good enough. I knew I was a good trainer and I knew that I connected well with people, but I never could see myself training at a higher level because first of all, it was a smaller institution that I was at. Um, I am a, a little bit older. Most people, when you look on the internet now, it's really deceiving because most of the trainers, I always tell people they are 18 to like 35-ish. So the majority of them have not necessarily had children and had enough life experiences. So at my age, I just never thought, well, wow, I could, you know, I could still have a, a decent house or a nice house. I could still pay my bills, still have a car. I just, you tell yourself that. Because, you know, we think when you're an entrepreneur that you have to be a six-figure entrepreneur or you have to be a millionaire or your goal has to be a million, millionaire. So when I transitioned to this other location, I got to see good represent, representation of what it means to have longevity in the business. And it just really just, it, it, it really hit me like that Oprah odd moment. Forget about everything else you thought, Laurel. Because even through this process of actually transitioning from my job at the end of last year, I thought I had to have a lot of money saved up, like thousands. And one of my clients said, isn't the goal as soon as you leave your job, you're going to be saving money. You're no longer going to drive to Ann Arbor. You're going to save gas. You're, that's another belief that I had. Every month I was bumping the month. 
Oh, I'm going to wait till September. Oh, I'm going to wait till October. Oh, I'm going to wait till I have $10,000 in the mouth. So, in, excuse me, in the, in the bank. So he helped me see that if you're leaving your job, you're going to have more focus on your, your passion, which is going to bring you more money. Well, what I didn't know is not only did it bring me more money, it brought me more clients just because I was more energetic and happy. People tell me right now, your smile is so beautiful. And I'm thinking, I've had the same teeth for years, but it's probably because there's a load off my shoulders. I never thought about that until it, it, every time I think of when someone says that, I said, wow, I must really be happy. The very first week or two after leaving my job, I actually have a coach um, because I believe, I, I believe put your money where your mouth is. And you to be good at what you do, you know, you need people that have been doing it or you need good representation and you learn and, you know, we can um, bounce things off. And he told me, he said, you should have left your job a long time ago because you're so happy. You're just, you're just like an, I'm already energetic. So that just, it's just like I went on the other side of energy if there's any, you know, um, something I was probably holding back a little bit more. This is good stuff right here. How are you doing business in partnership with God? What does that look like for you? Well, I journal. Um, I actually got an idea from another young lady that once a month I journal and write down my goals. Um, and in the, when I'm journaling, it's not, Lord, I, I, give me this or I want this. It's I do a God I desire. And when I desire, I'm really specific where previously I would just journal or pray, oh, Lord, just help me, please do this. No, it's, this is what I desire for my life. Not only for my life, I categorize for my life, for my business. Um, I'm, I'm single. So hopefully, you know, one of my desires is to have a partner. Um, you know, I desire to have my own facility at one point in time. Um, but I, and when I write my desires, I'm very specific. When I'm in my car, when I'm on the way to clients, you know, the other last week I said, you know, God, I realized I haven't said thank you in a long time. I've gotten caught up with everything, trying to make things work in the midst of the COVID. And I know you're going to get us through this COVID. I know my business is going to survive. I know my business, you know, I'm, I'm very specific. To me, that's specific. And sometimes I get a little bit even like right down to the color. So, um, I try to every morning sit before my day, um, get started is to journal and say, you know, what I'm grateful for, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do for my purpose. One of the things that I found has helped me and you, you, you've probably seen is that um, I've been doing these inspirational things. But what people don't know is the very first video that I did was not about, it was, I was actually having a rough day. And I think, God just was like, say it, just say it out loud, because sometimes you need to say it out loud. It's not real until you say it out loud and you release it. At least that's the way that I feel. So for me, when I'm talking to God and I'm actually releasing it out loud, it becomes more real instead of in my head, because I, because I, what I did for a living was I was an analyzer. That's what I did. I analyzed data. So I tend to keep overanalyzing things and I've learned to just, okay, analyze it, you know, put it in its compartment and say, okay, God, this is what it is. I know you're going to tell me what's the right way, or you're going to show me. I don't have to do anything. This is what it is, but you're going to show me what the right 
what which way to go, left or right, or you're going to put it right in front of me so I don't have to wonder anymore. I mean, I really actually say those things out loud. That's that's just how I deal because I'm like everyone else. I have kids or grandchildren or whatever, and I have, you know, then, you know, today was one of those days where everyone was texting me that they needed to change their, their appointment. I don't get worried, Jesse. <laughs> to be that. If this had been me in COVID three or four or five years ago and I had left my job, I would, I would not be well right now. I would be a very sickly person because I would be so worried and I've learned not to worry. So here's the thing. I went to, here's a good example about my faith. I went to see my mom at the end of May. She lives in Maryland. Came back home and I could feel myself nosediving. Like I was just, I wasn't energetic. Even though I was well rested, I was out posting videos, doing exercises there, but I felt like I came back home and I just like no, was getting ready to hit the ground, nose first. And I said, okay, world, okay, God, I got to pull myself together. You're using me to help somebody else that can't get off this sofa, that, that just doesn't feel good about themselves. So get up, Laurel. And this is really God tell, talking to me, telling me to talk to myself. That's how I, that's the way that I, I felt like it was God telling me, tell yourself to get up. Why did you start doing this? Start getting up, get yourself dressed and post videos. You know, Someone made a comment, you match, you're, you're always matching. I said, because I feel good about what I'm doing. And, I, and, and when I put these clothes on, it's not about, it's Nike. I don't care about that. I like the color. It makes me feel good. And when I feel good, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to project that on the screen and to anyone that I'm talking to, because mostly everyone I'm training right now is in Zoom. So it makes me feel energetic, right? And I, I, I really heard God one day said, you got to get up. But I was saying, Laurel, get up, literally out loud, get up, go get some clothes on and start posting videos. And every day this week, post a new video. And sure enough, you know, I did that and I ended up getting a new client. Hmm. I ended up getting a new client. There is something that you said a couple of minutes ago. I'm not even sure that you realized you said it, but, or even if you understand how powerful it was, you said you, when you journal, you're not always asking for stuff. You, you're like, you're like, okay, God, this is what I desire. This is not what I hope for. This is not, okay, if you want to do it for me, then that's okay. No, you're saying, God, this is what my heart desires. And there's a scripture that says, delight yourself therefore in the Lord, and he will give you what? The desires of your heart. So when, you, like when, when, when you're sitting down and you're in your journal, like that is your time for you and God. That's, that's you delighting in God. Okay, God, I'm here. I'm here for my appointment. I'm on time for my appointment. And he's saying, okay, what are the desires of your heart? And you're saying, this is what I desire. So the more that you delight, who I like this, the more that you delight yourself in him, the more attentive he's going, he can be to your desires. Journaling is a lifestyle. Um, listening to the word, it's a lifestyle. I used to, because of my schedule, I couldn't go to church, or I shouldn't say I couldn't go to church. Because of my schedule, I didn't have, was, it, the timing wasn't right. So I would listen in my car. When I'm at the gym, I've had people ask me, I'd like to know what you're listening to because you're dancing. And little do they know, I'm listening to gospel quite, a, quite often, actually. Um, you know, on my way to when I'm training someone, because that for me is what keeps me centered and grounded. And it helps me know that 
I'm not taking for granted that I'm going to be a trainer tomorrow. How can people reach out to you? What is, what is your Instagram, your Facebook, if you have a website? How can people get in contact with you to learn more about how you can add value to their life? Well, people can reach out to me both on Facebook and Instagram, Rivera Laurel. So it's my last name, first name. Good stuff. Well, Laura, this has been a great conversation. I'm sure that those who are listening to it or who listen to it later or right now, that they will, um, man, get some good nuggets out of here for transformation. You are somebody who is doing the work. You're not just talking about it. You're actually doing it and you have results. And it's your heart is for the people not, not just about yourself, but for your people. I think that people will, like that's gonna resonate with people once they get in contact with you. So if you're watching or listening to this right now, make sure that you get in contact with her, have a consultation with her to see how she can help. Of course, if you don't live in the Michigan area, you can, you can always do it via Zoom. So there really isn't no excuses for now reaching out to Laurel. Um, thank, you, thank you again for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate sharing. You know, fitness is not just about working out and looking a certain way. It's about mental health, you know, physical health, and just feeling good overall about yourself. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. You can support the podcast by subscribing, downloading your favorite episode, and sharing the podcast via social media. Don't forget to visit KingdomMogulCoaching.com to find more resources to help you grow your faith as you grow your business. Remember, what you want to become depends on your willingness to become it.